Andrew, uh, I'd love to talk to you about today's uh, chat. Why are you whispering? Shh, I, I can't. I can't talk about it here. Can you meet what me you downtown? Do? Where did you get those sunglasses? What are you? I, they're, I got them from Walmart. They were cut, I got three for three for the one. It was a deal. Can you meet me downtown at a parking garage on the rooftop? I've got a dossier of information that is unsafe to a, get to you. A dossier? I, oh, my God. Dossiers. Are we doing like a conspiracy theories challenge? That's right. Oh, my God. Where did you come from? <laughs> what the do? What the do? Why don't you get up off the floor? You've been lying face down on the floor for 13 days, and guess what? It's the 14th, and that means there's a brand new episode of The Grolic Saves the World, and that's a reason to get up off the floor and give it a listen. My name is Adam Caton Holland. I'm Ben Roy. <laughs> and I'm Andrew Orvidal. And we know that between episodes of this podcast, you just lie face down on your living room floor because you've got nothing else going on, but we're here to say, get up, listen to this, and then go about your day, you know? I, we like to think it's like a shot in an arm for a few hours, and then you, you lie back down on the floor and wait for the next episode. And, and we understand it. We kind of do the same thing. But this is the podcast where we better the world around us by bettering ourselves through passive-aggressive self-help challenges. Right, dudes? Yeah. Are you okay, Exactly bud? right. Everything okay, bud? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just That sounded kind of a little, a, like, personal. Every, kind of thing yeah. is tip-top. little projection, <laughs> you guys, maybe? You guys think that I... That I'm like saying something about myself with these intros, and I'm not. They're general statements applicable to everyone. And I think a big reason why our listeners are tuning in is for these sort of maxims, these pearls that I put out right <laughs> at the front that are applicable to everyone. Adam, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna Adam's be pearls, we call them. We're actually yeah. going to make a super cut of Adam's them. Pearls. Adam's pearls. And I clutch at them. How I clutch at my pearls. Yes. And how the listeners do as well. How you wear them around your neck. Never heard anybody comment on Adam's pearls at all. How I drape them across <laughs> my neck and how elegant I look in my pearls. Okay. Well, <laughs> dudes... I've got a real interesting challenge that I have a feeling. Oh, no more time for uh, tamernackery. Okay. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Okay, let me just take off my pearls and put them in this alabaster box in which I keep them until the next episode. <laughs> and I polish them between the episodes. I don't want box. to do this with Adam anymore because... Just hold on one moment. I'm putting away my pearls. One it takes moment. a while. He's, he has a hard time undoing the clasp in the back and he refuses help. The clasp in the back no. and... I don't. Okay. And slamming of the box. Andrew, and when there they you are. Ready for him next on, week. You make it worse. And you know you that. rest, Pearls. I like to watch him drive rest, the Rip Pearls. City. I like to just be here in the passenger seat and let him. Pearls, rest. Take a, take a, the boy will be in the polish. What you guys you can't in several see days. I'm in the uh, book depository of Rip City. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. And shouldn't have got a convertible back into I'm the. I'm ready left. to catch Adam's proverbial brain. Brains, two-handed. <laughs> now that my pearls are away, time to drive this convertible through Rip City with the top down. Free as a bird. Oh, the first assassination in uh, Rip City. Uh, all right. Uh, yes. Putting the sass and assassination. Okay, so 
I and that's actually a great segue to my idea here. That's kind of strange, but uh, that is strange. So um, I have been, like many Americans, deeply enjoying these congressional hearings and all of the talk about UFOs and the fact that, uh, according to a portion of our population uh the government appears to be hiding information and an, a secret program so what's the challenge we break into area 51 steal one of these little bodies go on an adventure with them in their spaceship fly to the navigator style yeah heck yeah we get weekend at space bernie's weekend at space bernie's weekend at space bernie's <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, why have you not called us back? Look at this. Look at the stuff that we're just making up and giving away for free. There's a couple stoners. A spaceship crashes in their backyard. They go in. It's a dead alien, but they're like, we're not going to waste this. So they act like the alien's alive and they party with it and like get all I sorts of chicks. Oh, Adam, there's God. a writer strike going on. You can't just throw out gold like this. You can't be pitching ideas. I'm allowed to work on ideas. I'm allowed to work on ideas. I'm not with a network or Weekend anything. Weekend space Bernie's. Well, okay. But what it got me thinking is that conspiracy <laughs> theories are such a huge part of American culture, of culture in general, of cultures around the world. I read a statistic that said one out of every four human beings believes in one or more conspiracy theories. That's wow. it's, oh, it's, it's literally 25% of the population, not to mention the fact that there are things that were conspiracy theories that did end up becoming true. Like like the earth being round. Yeah. <laughs> but, Arby, uh, Arby's might make you sick. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> or um, there was, there for serious ones, there was MKUltra, the government program where they were using psychedelics to try to warp people's minds and to control people's minds. The United Fruit debacle that basically there was a banana republic and governments were being overthrown by the CIA to protect the production of American fruit. That proved to be true. Uh, that the Dalai Lama was working with the CIA. That proved to be true. The guy who sucks on kids' fingers? Yeah. <laughs> that no. CIA sanctioned. CIA CIA sanctioned finger sucking. He's stealing their fingerprints. He's wow. stealing their fingerprints for the CIA. Oh, yeah. He's got like a, a scanner in his tongue. But, Dude, but, let me just ask you before we get into this challenge. Do you currently believe in any conspiracy theories? Yes. That you would consider a conspiracy theory? Yes. You do. Oh, okay. What is it? I, I do. I... I this is the safe space. This is a safe space. No, it's not. It's not. It's not a safe space because you guys know I'm not putting the drawbridge down because I know you're going to take shots at me at this. I'm dipping my. You might be in, in the book, book repository, but Adam's up in Adam's tower with that with that with long my arrows, bow with my crossbow. I believe that the CIA was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. I don't believe that. Oh, here we go. And I do believe in part of the nine. Guys, are we trying to? St- Start a listener record. Are we trying to get a download record for this episode? Because I think we're really honing in on the right territory if we're trying to get a down a record <laughs> no. download. Month. And then I do believe in one part of the 9-11 conspiracy theory. That the buildings is, fell down. No. I believe that Flight 93 over Pennsylvania was shot down by an American fighter jet. I think if I were in that situation and three other planes had had attacked or like crashed into things and you have one that's over an open rural area, I would have ordered it to be shot down. 
This has been um, the Grolic Saves I, the World. <laughs> Anybody got any plugs this no, month? No, come on. This is what conspiracy theories are about. They're controversial. No, for sure. Do you have any that I you mean, believe? I mean, look, when you start saying stuff about like, okay, the CIA was involved in Banana Republics and stuff, like, yeah, you're naive if you think the government's giving you the full truth about what they're doing. I certainly believe nefarious things have happened at, by the hands of the U.S. government and many governments all over the world. However, most conspiracy theories, I think, are kind of... You know, I don't want to hogwash, hogwash, so to speak. And I think that we're living in a really dangerous point in American democracy where a lot of credence is given to these fools on the Internet who are like, I did my own research. Yeah. And this is what I believe. And like you can choose to believe your own set of facts now. And I'm kind of old school and believe in truth and facts. Lame. So I'm really, really (laughs) concerned at the way this is going, at this kind of lunatic fringe yeah. that is getting the ear of the mainstream and wrenching the conversation off into absurdities. QAnon, blah, 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 January 6th. So I, I, that shit bothers me, and I don't even really like this challenge because I don't want to give credence to that shit. But well, I will, I'm willing to do any contractually, challenge. Contractually, you have but, to do But I don't... It. But I, I think... Uh, I haven't even said what the challenge is. I think there, there's being like dubious and skeptical, and then there's being sort of a lunatic. And I yeah. think the, li- the line is But I think you're feeding into a conspiracy theory right now of what you think the challenge will be without actually knowing all the information about what my chow chow is. Check this out. But, I'm peeling back the fourth wall. I already know. You texted us about it. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think in the post-Trump era, and which kind of dovetailed into the era of the self-expert, I agree with Adam, where I feel like it's never been a riper time for absolute dog shit to get shotgunned into the larger social conversation and be treated like this is something worth thinking about. And it's like so much of that is nonsense. But there are interesting things that that pop up and that are interesting to kind of dig into, I think. Yeah, I definitely believe that foreign governments have found a way to attack the United States in our most vulnerable area, which is our unfiltered information stream. And they can just dump confusing information in and create chaos. And that's all that you need. And you boy, don't... will we run with it. <laughs> yeah. But for instance, if I were to say something as insane as like the, the Canadian government tried to develop gaydar technology, actual gaydar technology, you'd be like, that's insane. That is actually true. In the 1960s, the Canadian government was looking at a way to actually detect homosexuality in federal employees. So like people who were activists at that time, so like we're saying, like they're actually like creating anti-homosexual policies and trying to detect it in people uh, would be like, you're crazy. The government would never do that. But they actually did. Wow, that is crazy. So what you're saying is is at the time, there were people who were sort of saying this might be happening and they seemed crazy at the time. They're not crazy in hindsight. They were dead on us, what you're saying. Right, exactly. Okay, so what even is this challenge? Yeah, what are we doing? What I propose is for the next week, we all pick one conspiracy theory that we would like to look at oh boy. and do a deep dive as to its origins and how it came about. Because I do think even if it is erroneous and false, 
it does help you understand how people come to believe it. And I think that in order to be able to fight misinformation and disinformation, we have to understand what people are looking for in it. All right. All right. I like it. I'll do it. Pick a All conspiracy right. theory, explore it come back and talk about our neck too. And does this feel like it's legitimate at all? Is this something we should worry about? Like make that determination at the end, get all the information and, you know, report back. Is this something that we feel like is something we should be afraid of? You know, so we'll, we'll dig. So the listener doesn't have to, to let them know the truth. Got it. Okay. Got it. I see what you're doing there. We dig. dig. So you don't have to ready to fucking dig like a aardvark (laughs) dude. Aardvark's dig. I think they can. Yeah. I think they dig. A good burrow. Oh, I didn't know that. One of many things that's the fun. listener's going to learn. Oh, I didn't know that. That's you know fun. about big aardvark and their burrows? You like that reaction? Oh, I didn't know. That's Fucking fun. big aardvarks got their hands, got their claws all over oh, this I thing. I didn't even know. I'm second guessing myself and I'm like, I don't know that much about aardvarks at all. Aardvarks <laughs> dig. Get over it. I love that. All right. So now we've got our challenge. We're going to uh, walk a mile in another man's. Uh, how would you say this? Uh, what's a good uh, spy shoes? You know what I in mean? His basement. Yeah, another man's uh, <laughs> another man's stacks of newspapers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jars so of urine. Why don't w- <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break? That's Let- how they cloned you, Adam. You idiot! You're just pissing into the toilet, giving it away. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna let's uh, take a break. Let's listen to some live stand-up comedy. Boy, was the High Plains Comedy Fest Grolics an amazing show. Thank you to everybody that showed up. Uh, let's uh, let's listen to some live stand-up comedy uh, from, from our live show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. Uh, you can get your tickets now, but we're going to go deep into the vaults with this one. Uh, going back uh, to an old favorite of ours. Everybody, please enjoy this clip from Aaron Urist. Uh, and when we return, <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to be, what is, what? that's the, you know what I mean? We're going to be deep in the, in the conspiracy theory vaults. I don't like when Adam looks at me like that. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> that's problematic, Ben. Some people talk that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys know that the Supreme Court is just a court of appeals with sour cream and guacamole? It's a true, it's a true fact. I took a political science class. I, uh... (laughs) So stupid. Um, I... (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. That we're not. Are we all okay? Are we? Ad- are we people? Are we adults? That we think that's so funny. I. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. But if I had a child, I would 100% raise them to be a conspiracy theorist, because that would be the funniest thing ever. Like I would teach them all the conspiracy theories, but not what any of them mean, so it would still be kind of adorable. Just a kid, adorable child, running around telling people about Infowars.com, yelling at them about chemtrails. That's what I want. I want a kid who's going to disrupt their classroom with conspiracy theories, get called on during class, like, yes, young Shmuel Ben Avram, do you have a question? 
My kid will say, no, I don't have a question. I have a statement. (laughs) Certain information about this classroom has come to light that I feel my peers have the right to know. And I know that you, our supposed teacher, are in fact a member of the secret race of lizard shapeshifters who control every aspect of geopolitics from their volcanic fortress under Denver International Airport. I don't need to ask questions. I already know the truth, bitch. How about that? All right, you want a question? Here's a question. Why was Six afraid of World Trade Center 7? Because 7, 8, 9, 11. You don't even get it. No one gets it. 9-11 was an inside joke that no one gets. And the teacher will be like, yeah, you're all right. (laughs) Strange Jewish child. Hey, do you love the Grawlix Saves the World but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> we are back through the magic of the dark webs. Time has passed, but you don't know how much time. It's the year 3047, and some truth bombs are about to be dropped. We're not even called the Grolics anymore. We're called the Clutched Pearls, and we drop jewels of wisdom on everyone. The government is listening to this, and we don't even give a fuck because the truth is that important. I mean, the name is still being workshopped. The name is still being workshopped. Adam, I don't understand what you think a conspiracy theory is. It's a profound truth that (laughs) saves everyone. Everyone from the future. Uh, for those who are just t- tuning in, our second actors who skip third act and uh, the first act just get right to the second act, the business people. I call them deli meats. They just like the meat in the sandwich, our deli meats. Yeah, the, the deli meat crew. During the first act, we were talking about conspiracy theories. Uh, we were talking about uh, the, the, the uh, UFO panel, and we decided that because so, so many people on the planet believe in one or more conspiracy theories. Why don't we take a walk in their shoes? Why don't we do a deep dive on a conspiracy theory, each of us of our own, come here, tell the information, and then maybe tell whether or not we think it's true or real or not uh, at the end of after looking at all the evidence. Uh, So first off, uh, let me just ask that magic question. Did you both complete this challenge? Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) I cannot confirm that in an open session yes if you would like to meet privately if you would like to meet privately i could oh oh my god andrew's tipping his hat right now i i I, message me on 4chan message me on 4chan oh you guys are tipping your hands so good right now i love it but did you do it ben yes i did you were real quiet Mm -hmm. this week a lot of a lot in the old Grolix uh text chain we like to text each other about the challenges not a peep yeah from Mm -hmm. ben were you in your investigation bunker or were you just not doing no, the no, challenge no, I was in my investiga- <laughs> this is like the easiest challenge 
for one. Okay, all right. I'm just concerned when you're so quiet. And number two, I actually enjoy this shit. Okay. I read this amazing book, which I highly recommend to everybody. Called The Bible. uh, Called The Demon Haunted World. I was close. No, it's called The Demon Haunted World. Uh, Science is a light in the dark or a candle in the dark. It's a book by Carl Sagan. And a lot of it talks about how conspiracy theories come about in human reasoning, that they are ubiquitous in human culture since the beginning of time. Uh, They provide simple answers to complex problems. And so I love this shit and I love reading about it. I think they provide complex answers to simple problems. I would reverse that. (laughs) It's like making a fucking mountain out of a molehill. I could see it in both ways. No, it's much easier, for instance, with 9-11 to say that the government did it rather than say there was a complex set of failures that occurred at one time. It's more comforting, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's far more comforting, but it's also easier to understand, I think, is a big thing. You just go, how could all that happen at once? When you look at science, and that's what he talks about, and Carl Sagan talks about in this book, is that chaos plays a huge part. Hey, it's the fact. I've seen Jurassic Park, dog. I've seen Jurassic Park. You want me to kick it off? You're so horny for this chow chow. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Growing up, my favorite trip for my father every single year was to go to Disney World. My dad loved to take the family to Disney World. I've been seven or eight times between the time I was born till I was 18 to Disney World. Disney World, Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida. Orlando. Not, not Disney Park. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only been there once. And one Never of been. my Never fa- been. favorite conspiracy theories that I learned about as a kid and used to kind of terrify me is that Walt Disney himself had his body or his head and upper torso cryogenically frozen. I've heard this. And that it is currently entombed beneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, shit. And uh, I didn't know that was the ride, but I have heard. Yes, I have heard this conspiracy. Yes. And that the Disney Corporation and his family, they're all just waiting for technology and medicine to catch up to be able to cure him of the cancer that he had and to be able to reanimate his body and he will come back and set us all horsewhip Bob Iger out of those offices. (laughs) Enough is enough. End the strike. Walt Disney. End it. it. Disney Disney comes in and ends the strike. Holy shit. That'd be amazing. Franken Disney. Zombie Disney. (laughs) So, I love this because it used to scare the shit out of me as a kid because it was like they, they've got this guy's body below like the, one of my favorite rides, which. Yeah. It's a, wait, so he's entombed in the Florida Pirates of the Caribbean, not the L.A. Pirates of the Caribbean? California. Okay. The yeah, L.A. Yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. And um, so I was looking up where this came from, and it came from. I think from a lot of different things, it came from these salacious uh, biographies that were they were totally unauthorized uh, that people had said that he had been interested in the burgeoning field of cryogenics uh, that he had expressed interest. So it kind of came from that. But it also kind of came from Walt Disney's sort of like just his personality and this mystique around him. He was sort of ahead of his time in a lot of ways. Disney was on the forefront of animation. So it's super interesting. But what's also interesting is that not only has this survived, it's evolved. 
So the conspiracy theory is now broke into the 21st century where now people believe that Disney on ice <laughs> and the movie Frozen are all part of an attempt by Disney to mess with the SEO, the search engine optimization of Google. Because when you, before Disney on Ice and the movie Frozen, when you typed Disney Frozen <laughs> or Disney on Ice, you got articles that would talk about Disney being cryogenically frozen. Wow. And they thought, people believe that the business is doing this because it's macabre. And Disney is so overly concerned with its image of being safe and family friendly so that they're releasing movies and events with names that now if you type Disney on ice, you get tickets. You know, that's kind of why now I'm starting. That sort of makes sense, dude. That sort of makes sense. I, that, I, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> wait, now wait, here's the thing. Is there any truth to the fact that he was okay. frozen? Is there any truth to the fact that he was frozen? Yay or nay? Did that happen? No. Okay. There is literally not been one shred of evidence. His family says he was cremated two days after per his wishes. No one in his family has ever corroborated that he had expressed any desire nor had any interest in cryogenics personally. It's been largely perpetuated just by the public at large. And the idea is now that Disney is doing cleanup, trying to hide that he's done this because they think it's it's terrifying to families that there's this zombie Walt Disney. I find Disney on ice more terrifying than a frozen Walt Disney. I'm just <laughs> exactly. going to say that right now. <laughs> but here's the, here's the crazy part. Disney has gone to great lengths to maintain its squeaky image. Going so far as to actually uh, Walt Disney died of cancer because he was a, a very heavy smoker. Any photograph he's in during that time, if you look, he's always holding two fingers. He's doing this. It's because he had a cigarette in his hand, but Disney would remove the cigarette from his hand. That's wild. Yeah. And so if you go, everybody can look. If you look at photos from magazines, he'll be standing like this or he'll be on the street. He's dipping his finger in an ashtray for no reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And it just looks like Disney's like, hey, smell my fingers. Yeah, smell yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's constantly showing off the dipstick. Hey, smell my fingers. Disney has even <laughs> gone as far as they had an underwater uh, attraction with a goofy that was underwater. And in the contract that was released, the performer is told that if anything happens to not remove the outfit or the costume, until this person is removed from the site of patrons. Whoa. That even if you get sick or you are dying, you have a heart attack inside uh, the, the Mickey suit? Mouse outfit, oh. you cannot take it off in public for any reason. <laughs> Disney has its own covert police force. That is yeah, actually that is true. Mouse ops. Trained dogs. Have you ever seen anyone puke at Disneyland? It's like fucking Black Hawk Down. They have that so quickly taken care of, power hosed, person's like taken to a hospital. Everything's just cleaned immediately. It's wild. Exactly. Walt Disney World, and we this has become public knowledge now because of Ron DeSantis' fight with them, is its own municipality. Yeah, and has all these tax 
breaks from Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's completely tax exempt from it doesn't pay into utilities. It doesn't use because they produce their own power. They produce their own water. They deal with their own sewage and trash. They're their own self-reliant, self-governing area. I want to start a new theory off of what Ben just the truth that Ben just dropped, which is that Ron DeSantis as a teenager was underwater goofy and he had an episode and no one rescued him and he and he was able to recover but it would scared the life out of him and he came out of there he quit and he said i'm taking disney fucking down it has nothing to do with gay rights life None setting up for that DeSantis wow. was underwater you, goofy you all heard it first right here this is where it started and i DeSantis just wanna... equal underwater goofy You'll, you're gonna start seeing the stickers everywhere and now you're gonna know what it means <laughs> Well, anyway, that's mine. And wow, okay. All right. It was so fun. But my ultimate belief now, after researching it and spending the last week watching every insane video and reading threads on it, I don't believe there's any credible evidence that he's been frozen. But I do agree that Disney is fucking weird and super secretive. And uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So that's mine. All right. Who's up next? I can go uh, next. Uh, all right. Nobody asked me in Act One if I believe in any conspiracy theories. I don't know if that's because you just assume that I believe in a lot, mm-hmm. or well, it's because you dress like a three percenter. <laughs> we were just, just busy. We, I was talking about my pearls. There was a lot going on. <laughs> I don't currently believe in any conspiracy theories, which kind of bums me out because, like, in the words of that TV show Alf, I want to believe. I want to believe in. Uh, Do you think that that's where that term? A fantastic came from? world. I could get. The, I could have the show wrong. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Do you think that that's where uh, that whole phrase came? From? There to be an interesting <laughs> world full of Bigfoots and lake monsters and Disney frozen under his own theme park. I want those things to be true. I really hold on. I really like attributing the like profound statement to the wrong show. Like in the word in the words of perfect strangers, life finds a way. <laughs> I think Balky did say that yeah. during the Bibby Bobcat episode. Uh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. So the conspiracy that I chose, and you hinted at it in Act 1, and this is, I think, one of the most common ones, it's UFOs and specifically the conspiracy to cover up this knowledge of UFOs. This is huge in popular culture. I think this is a conspiracy that everyone is at least glancingly familiar with through pop culture and movies and things like that so yeah i've heard of aliens i've heard of them yeah see adam's heard of them that's great adam thanks i mean yeah Yeah, i've heard of them (laughs) and if adam has heard of them if it's reached adam this is a widespread thing um so yeah i did a dive into the conspiracy to cover up the existence of ufos or has been corrected uaps let's uh the wokeism has come to the world of ufos wow (laughs) here in modern america they took away ufos from us uap is how a mass hole texas girlfriend at 3 a.m hey you app Hey, you app? <laughs> you app? Uh, you app? <laughs> hey, you app? <laughs> it's a long walk yeah. for it, but I like it. You app? Uh, this is worth the ride. This is worth the ride. Yeah. So, and also, this is obviously uh, very popular in the news. There was just, um, you know, that uh, that testimony 
about UFOs. So I, I jumped into the conspiracy of UFOs, but my first stop was chatting with our own dear friend, Kyle Kinane, yes. formerly of the Boogie Monster podcast and a huge believer in all things horseshit. So I, I stopped, <laughs> I pinged, I pinged Kyle and asked him like, where's my starting point? Like there's so many UFO documentaries out there. I don't want to just be, you know, pulling up boots out of the river. Give me, give me the, the line to dance angle here and he turned me on to this now, documentary now one minute later kyle's on your porch and yeah. he's got a fucking <laughs> arm full of documents yep and a, yep dumped and off a, his own research and a room temperature six pack of beer that he's just gonna mm-hmm. crush talking at great speed <laughs> get inside we got work we got work to do <laughs> i wish man that would be a, a cool way to dig into it but instead he turned me on to the documentary unacknowledged okay. it's called unacknowledged it's the uh, <laughs> the documentary the of, of the my Grouch's social life career. in high school. Yo, yeah. hey-o. <laughs> oh, we double dipped. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> this was a documentary that Kyle turned me on to, said it was the uh, the best documentary that he'd watched on this subject, and I really appreciated him. Just uh, let's trim the fat. Let me get right into it. So I watched this documentary, Unacknowledged. Uh, it's hosted by a doctor, Stephen Greer, who is a, spoiler, medical doctor. So he's about as qualified to talk Ooh. about cosmic phenomena as I am to discuss trauma medicine. But he's got a doctor in front of his name. So uh, he's the host of this documentary. And he, uh, in this documentary, he is putting forth that there is a global conspiracy. There is basically this like shadow force. I wouldn't even call it a government. It is higher than any government and it is suppressing knowledge of UFOs and all of the technological advancements that have come from them have been suppressed by this global uh, uh, power that wants to maintain the status quo, that wants to make a profit off of our current Uh, petroleum-based energy, all of these kind of like archaic methods where people are getting incredibly wealthy from that could be replaced by this alien technology that would revolutionize life on Earth. The shadow government has suppressed that. So this this was right away... I was in deeper waters than I expected with this conspiracy. I just thought it was like, oh, we found aliens and we're just hiding them. But this conspiracy is way bigger than that. Like, the president has no access to knowledge of aliens. If they ask, they do not get the straight answer. And there's clips of presidents joking around about that. Multiple presidents saying like, oh, they won't tell me. Or like, oh, I asked and they uh, they wouldn't really give me this information or whatever. And this is where the documentary overplays its hand and you can read into the the reasoning behind all this this documentary is putting forth that the aliens are very concerned about our nuclear weapons because a lot of these sightings are around nuclear sites and so this documentary is saying these aliens are very concerned about our nuclear weapons and our capacity to use them which uh inadvertently reveals why Why these people are glomming onto this. First of all, why would aliens give a fuck about our nuclear weapons? If they have the capability to travel across galaxies or as now being put forth across dimensions, why would a nuclear weapon relatively so primitive and crude, likely by their standards, why would they give a fuck about that? Like, that, 
yeah, it could fuck up girl, life on Earth, but preach, why would preach, why would girl. why would they care about that at all? Uh, Can I chime in as a devil's advocate, please? Can I chime in? As well, the- let me finish the statement, and then okay. you could chime in if you still feel like you okay. need to. <laughs> so, so people, it is a widespread fear of nuclear weapons. Everyone around the world harbors some kind of tension, some kind of fear about the use of nuclear weapons, the proliferation of nuclear weapons. And wouldn't it be nice if there was a more advanced society that was really worried about our nuclear weapons and didn't want us to use them? Wouldn't it be nice if we had a savior out there who could just deactivate these because there's these accounts where the where the aliens shut down the nukes like in their silos. There's people saying that. So wouldn't that help you sleep at night knowing that you could have that out there? Like there's this race of benevolent beings that doesn't want us to use our nukes. If aliens cared about human life, the very first thing they would do was turn all the guns into fucking spaghetti and meatballs. They wouldn't be wasting their time with nukes. They would get rid of the guns that were murdering each other with constantly. But, but, but that doesn't... So, uh, I'm not even joking. You're kind of describing the plot of the new Wes Anderson film, Asteroid City. I'm not even joking. Wow, I haven't even everyone. seen it. It's, it's a fan, it's his best in a long, long time. Those, those guns don't potentially affect them later on, but the advent of atomic technology, like weapons technology, represents a massive leap forward in our understanding of physics and our understanding of how to create massive amounts of energy. A, a gun does not. A gun is a, a very simple, small... Oh, so you're saying they're not worried about nuclear weapons so much as they are the knowledge of how to generate immense amounts of power. Exactly. When you start splitting atoms into atomic energy, you represent a giant leap forward. Yeah, but these UFOs aren't being seen over physics labs or or any of these areas where like this knowledge might be applied. But No, they're being seen over nuclear footprints. That represents a huge step forward for... Uh, human uh, ingenuity and achievement as it relates to cr- generating energy. It's a, it's on a different scale. And maybe a threat to the aliens. Exactly. Now you're coming on board, Adam. Well, this documentary isn't saying they're interested. I'm just saying what the documentary says they're interested in, and it says that they're concerned about our- well, they don't know, Andrew. Them. They don't know the whole truth. They don't know it, They Andrew. do. Watch the documentary. They have it all sorted out. <laughs> they're they're remarkably confident about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love this. This is all- this is fascinating. That makes way more sense to me, Ben, than what they said in this documentary. That would make because the very last thing these aliens would want was us ever being able to travel to anywhere where they to are. Come, come after Just a them. quick yeah, glance exactly. at Earth, you're like, this planet is infested with these bipedal cockroach pests that have done nothing but destroy their planet. <laughs> I the very last thing I want is them getting out of here. Like right. we we got to make sure it's that, not a philanthropic thing, it's a preventative yeah. thing. They're like Yeah, no, see no, no, that no. makes you, you don't get to do this. Way more sense. But this documentary is putting forth that they're just concerned about us hurting each other. Why would they give a shit about that? Why would they get why would they, they yeah, fucking they don't care. care? They don't care. That movie that. Contact said it best. Somebody was like you know, why would they travel all the way here to to basically attack what amounts to an anthill, you know, yeah. in the middle of nowhere? I think the TV show Golden Girls said it best when they said they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop and think whether or not they should. <laughs> I love the way you use Golden Girls. 
to just so kind of poignant. Yeah, remember it that? Is. All right, Andrew. Okay, so my next stop, uh, I could talk about that documentary forever, but let me just move on. My next stop was the actual UFO whistleblower hearings that were famously in the news, uh, featuring retired Major David Grush and two naval aviators who reported seeing unexplainable phenomena. Uh, first of all, for a UFO uh, testimony for Congress, this was boring as shit. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. And also, shout out to our absolute box of dull thumbtacks, our our government officials, some of the dumbest fucking people I've ever seen speak on my TV ever before. Just kind of depressing all around. But How did you manage to make something... As fun as aliens, so fucking boring, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was really dull, and unfortunately, a lot. And everybody's tuned out. Everybody talks about how like no one cares about aliens. Everyone's talking about that. It's like there's this huge bombshell. No one gives a shit. They must have made it that it's boring. boring. Yeah, it's boring. And also, the guy can't say anything. They like cue him up to give us juicy, juicy stuff. And on every juicy thing, he's like, I can't comment on that in an open session, but in a and it's like, you're a whistleblower, dude. Everyone's watching. Let's, let's get tooting on that whistle. Let's hear the fucking goods, dude. Let's hear it. But everything he, he just hints that he knows more or he hints that he's got this salacious detail or that he knows this very specific thing, but he, but he can't tell anyone. It's like, you've already come forward. You've already whistleblown. If there is this like shadow operation that silences people that could make you disappear, you're already queued up to be disappeared. You might as well with the fucking cameras on your face, start blabbing the truth instead of like, well, if you and I could meet in the back room, I'll give you the truth. Yeah. That instills me with confidence that you're so interested in the truth. Doing exactly what you you are mad about, which is you are keeping governmental secrets amongst governmental figures. Yes, that's exactly. That's what you're doing. Yes. That's that what, was what that's pissed what me off. Set up. Like, you're supposed to be telling us, the general yeah. fucking public. You got it. You managed to get this on on as widespread as, as you possibly could, and all it is is this coy well, in a closed session, or uh, I can't speak on that right now. It's like Dude, you just you're supposed to be a whistleblower. Let's get let's get talking let's about get it. So it tootin'. was Yeah, it was very frustrating. But then something happened, as you all might know in the news. It it, uh, it came to light through a Freedom of Information uh, report that uh, David Grush was hospitalized for psychological issues and had uh, alcohol ab- abuse issues. And I am kind of ashamed in hindsight to say I piled on this criticism of like, oh yeah, see this alien expert, like he spent time uh, in uh, for for mental issues and he and he uh, had this uh, these alcohol issues. And in hindsight, after I actually read about his incidents and what had happened with them, I regretted that because yes, he did get fifty one fifty and he did clearly have alcohol issues, but. A lot of my good friends have been 5150'd, and at least 75% of my friends have alcohol and drug issues. Like, that's hey, a common hey, thing. Hey. And I still. <laughs> And I still take things that they say to me I'll seriously. I'll have you know that 100% so, of me has an alcohol problem. <laughs> not three quarters of me. I gave my whole self also, to that. Also, it's a lot of pressure this dude's dealing with. I could see... Exactly. And I mean, if what he's saying is true, I mean, I would be well uh, well at the bottom of a bottle right. and probably well 5150. Yeah, you'd be well, well oiled, oiled, bro. I would be 5150 with a fucking punch card. I'd be in and out of that place constantly your, if I thought this shit was real. Shut your brain off for a few hours every day. Exactly. I um, yeah. So... I, in hindsight, I do regret kind of piling on in, in that. It was so easy to do. And it is also what they say in this in this documentary and in these conspiracies. As soon as you come forward, they will discredit you however they can. Whether it's like taking down your credentials or in this case, 
uh, revealing that you had, you know, these these substance abuse problems, that you had these psychological issues, and then boom, you're discredited like that. And I and I did that as well. So um, I wish that I hadn't done that in that case. But in the end, let me just summarize this because I could talk about. Uh, I watch more stuff, but let's just cut to the chase. In the end, this did nothing. I wanted to, and I still want to believe in the existence of aliens. I like thinking that there's aliens out there, and I like thinking that for the same reason that religion makes sense to people. It makes us feel less alone in the universe. The idea that it's just us and our animal buddies on this rock in this massive, massive amount of uh, space, it feels so alone and 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 it and it can make you feel sad and the idea that there's other life out there it's reassuring and it helps the world make sense in a way that i think religion also satisfies right people. it's got a lifeboat quality to it like someone is out here looking for exactly us. like and they want to help us out they want to give us technology that we're not going to be destroying our planet that's a big thing too with all these like these this alien technology, it's clean energy. It's going to be clean, burning. You know, we're not going to need fossil fuels. It's going to revolutionize this. And it's like, or it's not. That's the problem that I always have with it is there's too much morality in it. There's yeah, too much. They're of always saving us. In exactly. And so my opinion is that there is 100% most certainly life on other planets. There are billions of galaxies. But is it intelligent and sentient or yeah. advanced enough. It's at different levels in its evolution. Exactly. But doing this deep dive just made me less inclined to believe it, at least not in the in the things that we've seen okay, uh, so far. Fucking heretic. Nice job. So <laughs> way to brainwash yourself. Okay. Uh, Adam, have you woke up yet or are you going to stay asleep like Andrew? I'm awake. I got to say two things. Uh, one, I saw Blink-182 in concert recently. And Tom DeLonge, before he started one song, goes, hey, everybody, I was right about the aliens. And then he just rips into, hang on, there's something in the back room. It's an alien <laughs> song. And I just love that he's like, fuck you, I was right about the aliens. The other thing is, this is going to be a great act four on Patreon. We do uh, act fours on Patreon where we talk about stuff in the episode we couldn't talk about. Uh, we didn't have the time, so we're going to talk way more about this shit because obviously we've got a lot to say. But it is time for my conspiracy theory. Uh, which is Denver International Airport. Ooh, this is a juicy one. Oh, always the consummate local boy. DIA is like a hub of conspiracy theories, and I really don't even know why or what. It's just like I just know that the Denver Airport is shrouded in mystery, and people have all sorts of thoughts and opinions on it. And so I've just heard... Just through hearsay, I know that like people think it's an Illumina Illuminati headquarters. People think lizard people live underground. People have said that it's like, you know, that there's, uh, in the artwork, there's all these messages about the new world order. And so I just know that like people assign whatever sort of conspiracy they want to Denver International Airport. So I was like, all right, I'll figure out why that is. Like, why, why DIA? Why did that happen? And so I started out at this uh, website. It's called diaconspiracyfiles.com. And it's just a list, a compendium of everything on the internet about DIA. So it's like if there's any new anything, this place logs it. So I was just like going and clicking in some of the posts. And within like two or three clicks, 
I started getting the websites that were like pop-up ads left and right. <laughs> you know, you know you're in a dangerous website when like the wheel's still spinning while you're reading the information, like more shit's being loaded <laughs> onto your page. It's it's definitely and installing like, something in the background of your computer. <laughs> right, right. And I was so I just like got paranoid and I was like, I'm cl- I can't. I'm clicking out of this bullshit. Like I, I care more about the health of my computer than the truth of what's going on at DIA. So I just fucking bailed <laughs> That's on That's your these first mistake, dude. That like, laptop is the first yeah. soldier in the, that has to go down in the war of truth. Right. That's, I, and I'm starting to see why Ben's laptop runs so much slower than all of our laptops. Because of all the truth that's on it. <laughs> Sorry. It's not that I haven't had an antivirus software since the late 90s. Again, if, if I could do this challenge over again, I would go to the downtown library and I would sit between two unhoused people looking at violent pornography and I would go down the fucking web of DIA shit. But on my own computer, I did not feel like doing that. So I, I Googled this article that I knew about. My friend Jared Jacang Mayer was a co-writer with me at Westward, the alt-weekly in Denver back in the day. And he wrote an article about DIA and why all the nonsense. And to this day, it's the most downloaded article in Westward's history. It was just like everyone was clapping Jared on the back because he just wrote the most popular thing ever. And basically, it's just the perfect fucking storm of like conspiracy shit. Like It's got these two very strange murals by Leo Tanguma is this guy. One's called In Peace with Harmony in Nature, and the other one's called The Children of the World Dream of Peace. And if you've ever been through DIA, there are these very strange murals where, like, there's a dictator in a gas mask with a sword, you know, like, basically slaughtering children. And there's, They're like, very severe. Very They're severe. very striking. And, and it's, it yeah. is odd that an, a public airport would have this strange and, and this biggest swing with its art. But if you start looking into it, it kind of ties in with the history of Mexican murals and and Diego Rivera stuff, which was making very strong political points through ambitious, aggressive art. And that's exactly what this is. The artist is on record being like, the first mural is about the wrongs of the world and what we're doing wrong. And the second mural is about how to redeem that. But everyone has read into it everything they wanted. Like... I was seeing one New World Order conspiracy theorist was like, it symbolizes America and other countries surrendering their weapons to the NWO, and there's a dead girl in a coffin, and she's holding a Bible. And I like looked, and she's not. She's holding flowers. Like, But they just like, no, that's a Bible. That's Inside the, the bag of, of flour is a Bible. Everyone knows that. Uh, <laughs> and forgive me if you were going to say this one, Adam, but I heard it so that those murals serve to communicate so that when people emerge from that bunker after like surviving a nuclear war or whatever cataclysm it yeah. is, those murals are supposed to give them like a super snapshot of like the world as it was and the world as it's supposed to be. That's that was their intent, which I was like, wow, that's that's wild. Interesting. It, it has just become this blank canvas for all manner of conspiracy theorists to assign what they need to it. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. One, it was weird that Denver, this small city in the middle of the country, built this massive fucking airport out on the prairie. Like, already, if you're a conspiracy theorist, they're like, what's with the big project in this small town in the middle of the country that's near NORAD, where they already have underground bases to keep the government in case of nuclear emergency? And it was like supposed to cost one point five billion. It cost five point two billion. So it's like, what's with all these other charges? And they didn't help themselves though. Literally, like the the main hall of DIA 
is referred to as the Great Hall, which is what Freemasons say. They all have Great Halls. So now there's Masonic shit assigned on this. And it gets even worse. They put a time capsule in the Great Hall when it was built, and it just got that Mason's eyeball in a pyramid up at the top yes, of the main Great I, Hall of DIA. I read all about and this. the reason for that, the reason for that is because that's what fucking Freemasons do. They they build masonry, and then one of the few things they do still is they're like, here you go, here's a time capsule. We'll give you the capsule, but our logo is going to be on it. That's just how it works. If you want a free time capsule. Go to the Masons. What about some of the other stuff there, like the tunnels? Did you look into the tunnels, Adam? Yep. There's, well, I'll tell you straight up. The tunnels are an alien race of of reptile humanoids, and they exist underground, and they're feeding on children while awaiting the dates of a government-sponsored rapture. But, But wait, no, what is the story with the tunnels? There's nothing to it. Like I think all of it was that there's supposed to be this insane luggage system that was supposed to be the most advanced thing in the world, and it failed. They they spent a lot of time building this really state-of-the-art luggage system, and it just fucking failed. And so I think a lot of people were like, that was a cover-up for these tunnels. That And it's like, no, they dropped the fucking ball. But I, I will give one more example, which is just like such a wink to conspiracy theorists, is when this airport was was kicked off, There was something called the New World Airport Commission. That was the fucking name, Mm. which is already like a wink at the New World Order. And it was this dude, Charles Ambusher, and he was an arts advocate in Denver, and he was a big symphony guy. He was a conductor, and he was in charge of trying to make DIA like an artistic hub. And they got... 10 million bucks from the city and he he employed all the artists and i got to the bottom of it he was a conductor and there's like a, a symphony called the new world symphony and it's one of his favorite symphonies and so he named this thing the new world airport commission because it was supposed to be the new airport the best in the world he thought the words worked and ever since then all the new world order fuckers are like are you seeing what's going on? Right. It's right in front of our face. Are you seeing this? The uh, iconic blue steed with the bright glowing red eyes is iconic like- blue steed. That's generous for our listeners in Finland who've never been to Denver International Airport. Ben is referring to a thirty-foot-tall sculpture of a horse, or at least a nightmare that you might have about a horse that's kind of rearing up on its hind legs. It has glowing eyes. It has oversized veiny balls. Uh, (laughs) The, the official horse of the apocalypse that has been parked on the lawn straight out of hell. <laughs> that killed its owner by falling on I it. I used to have a bit about it. You wouldn't you couldn't write a more insane story than that. And it uh, fell on him. It fell on him and killed him. Yeah. It's called Blue Mustang. Uh, uh, locally referred to as Blucifer. But yeah, that he, the artist was mounting the head and it fell on him and crushed him. And then like his son finished the job. He crushed his femoral artery. He bled oh, out. God. And then God. the uh, crazy, the other one I've heard about DIA is the the runway. There's a runway that is particularly long. Right. I saw uh, that too. One of the runways is almost a mile long from what I understand. So what's the conspiracy there? That that it's all part of this New World Order. That, Alien spaceships. That, I don't think that that's so much conspiracy see it's it is truthful that the united states air force academy is based out of colorado norad which is a a notoriously secure site with a bunker 
we are located we're on elevated ground which if there were any kind of natural disaster or a nuclear proliferation the idea is that the president and cabinet would come here uh to colorado yeah it's a conspiracy theorist wet dream Right. All, DIA, like I said, is a blank canvas. Paint paint your conspiracy theory on it. Yeah. But literally, dudes, it's like there's Nazi stuff going on. There's NWO stuff the going on. The wrestling group? FEMA. FEMA's in charge of all this. Yes, dude. I was reading an group. interesting article about how quickly it takes to get to anti-Semitic views of almost every... Right. Uh, conspiracy theory rests in some sort of new world order or a cabal of Jewish people who control all of the wealth, uh, trying to control our minds. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of recurring themes. But Adam, I don't know that you said it. Do you believe it's true, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> that was some weird hesitation from Adam. That uncharacteristic Adam, oh, I hear it. weird hesitation. <laughs> don't be a, do not be embarrassed to it. tell us that you've been swayed and that you now believe these things. I don't believe a single piece of it. I think it's all <laughs> right. hogwash. You don't even believe you don't even believe that the government would have like an emergency bunker there. I don't even believe that the baggage system doesn't work. I think it does work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've never waited four hours for your fucking luggage to come out of that <laughs> shithole. Well, I carry it on because I'm not a fucking dummy <laughs> oh well, my okay. god what a challenge i want to ask the question that we always ask did this make the world a better place does this doing this research and will you do it again i'll go first no um, <laughs> i'm not entirely sure it makes it a better place i i shouldn't say that i think we have to start acknowledging that that a quarter of the population is a sizable group of people and i do think we should look at uh sometimes there is real shit that goes down be behind our backs. And uh, so to always to always uh, kind of keep a, a little bit of a paranoid eye uh, towards a healthy skepticism, uh, exactly. corporate and government. Yes, exactly. Um, but I do believe a lot of it is, uh, are tr trying to find uh, quick and easy answers to very complex issues like the DIA. Oh, exactly. it's part of the New World Order. It's not part of a bureaucratic colossal failure colliding with an arts culture and a city that wants to no longer be viewed a cow town, um, but wants exactly to be an ambitious city that wanted to build the biggest airport in the U S and did, and has grown massively since then. It was like almost a visionary project the way that DIA was a success in terms of growth. It's also an ex it's also the very rare expandable airport. They can keep adding exactly. to it. They purchased so many a lot of very cheap land they are, for so. a growing metropolitan yeah. area. And I will say, on top of it, much like most of my decision making in life, while I believe conspiracy theories to be unhealthy, I will continue to read about them because I love doing unhealthy things. So, uh, Snap. yeah. Uh, what about you, Andrew? Do you think this makes the world a better place? Gosh, it's this is a tough it's a tough answer because I feel like there's so many different types of conspiracy theories. There's like fun ones where it's like this is just fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about aliens. It's fun to talk about Bigfoot. But then there's conspiracies that it's they're not fun to talk about. They're unsettling. They're it's like, oh, this is fucked up. This is terrible. They're like, dangerous. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they can also inspire people to do dangerous, reckless, right. crazy stuff like like I was told by my own mother from an early age that there would be a time when the Antichrist would come into power and the new world order would take power and people would be made to put 
a microchip in their hand or in their head. Vaccines. Uh, as the mark of the beast. And she got a, a magazine that was reaffirming these things for her, like a Christian hardcore loony bin Christian magazine. And... Uh, that they were converting railroad cars for mass executions, like mass guillotines out of railroad cars. She was telling me this stuff when I was like literally in like first right. and second grade, Jesus like Christ, telling me man. these things straight out of this magazine. And that's and fucking that's fucked awful. Up. <laughs> when when these things like that kind of conspiracy, it's not fun to talk about. It doesn't. Yeah, it destroys a child. Yeah. It. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, say destroyed it destroyed me. No, no, no. Child, I'll say but it. Uh, He's ruined. <laughs> the conspiracy <laughs> theories and completely insane viewpoints of the Catholic Church most certainly had a very destructive, very, very detrimental effect on me uh, as child and as an adult. So I'll say it. If you don't want to say it, I'll say it. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying it ab about me. I didn't mean to say that it wasn't in your case. Yeah. Not you. You're bullet. No, I'm super uh, <laughs> healthy and mentally well adjusted. Uh, no, it did. It made me uh, a paranoid person. I guess, and I, I guess I should be kind of thankful because it certainly made me a very skeptical person. It's made me someone who certainly finds these things fascinating, but is like eager to be skeptical and eager to apply reason. Did it make you skeptical of an omnipotent cloud daddy love-hating us into a ghost person? <laughs> okay. It might have because I'm about as skeptical oh, that, as yeah. you'll ever find. Oh, backfire. Um, which, is, which is why it's easy for me to look at these conspiracies and kind of pull the curtain back and be like, oh, this is your version of organized yeah. religion. This is what's like, you didn't come to organized religion, so instead you came to UFOs or you came yeah. to whatever this is to kind of help help reassure you in the universe. So I'll keep I'll keep investigating them for fun as I like to, and I like to believe that our universe could have untold mysteries in it. I'll always uh, believe that and want to believe that. So, okay. um, Adam, yeah. what about you? I believe it was Designing Women that said, if God didn't exist, we'd have to invent him. And I think that's exactly what is going on with most of these conspiracy theories. It's just like people <laughs> searching for their sort of truth. What we're really getting is a snapshot of Adam's sitcom viewing habits over the years. And what, and what a well, collection. Uh, the designing women. I remember the first time I went over to your house, you were probably in your 20s. You had a full-size Delta Burke cardboard cover. Yeah, Fathead. They and, made fat, uh, fat heads of Delta Burke. Yeah. <laughs> I had one on the wall. I had a couple, actually, different outfits. Um, a fat head of Delta Burke is the funniest shit ever. I wouldn't have worked Delta with you, Adam. I would have left. I'll be quite honest. I would have left. If you go to a guy's house, um, he's got several fat heads of Delta Burke on the wall. That's just a cool fucking dude. No, I, I, you know, I think healthy intellectual curiosity is great. Skepticism is great. When that shit becomes your entire life and leads towards, like, vigilanteism and online waving the flag of that cause, that's when you start to get dangerous Cookery. and nutty. Yeah. And America's doing that, like, crazy right now, and it scares the shit out of me. So, no, I, I, I'll always be skeptical of, like, what I'm fed, and I'll try to get to the bottom of it. But I will not embrace bullshit, wild, wild theories like this. Or acknowledge the people that do, other than to try to coax them out of it. That said, if this is our most popular episode, we'll just pivot, and we're that podcast now. Oh, I would love that. Guys, I would love mm -hmm. that. Yeah, let's do that. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, great chow chow. I'm on Lake Monster duty. I'm the chief Lake Monster inspector in the <laughs> oh new podcast. God. I love your chief, the chief Lake Monster inspector shirt that's got a that's got a Loch Ness with big boobies on it. <laughs> And we'll just laugh. Ooh, we'll laugh all the way insane. to. We'll laugh all the way to the bank. Like half of shitty stand-up comedy today. So, yeah, yeah this is look fun. at the titties on the Loch Chief Lake Monster merch. <laughs> uh, great challenge, dudes. That was fun Chief and Lake funny. And uh, hey, if you're listening and you believe in certain conspiracy theories or you have a favorite one, chime in. Tell us on social media at Grolix Comedy yeah. what you think. I want to hear about that. And uh, and if any of us disappear in the next within the next month, I think you know what happened. Search the tunnels. I think you know exactly. Search the tunnels of DIA. You'll find me. Tell our story. I do just want to point out, producer Ron is from Roswell, New Mexico. Conspicuously, not here for this episode. Ron Mm. couldn't be here. Oh, what Mm. happened, Ronnie D? Mm. We touching too close to the bone for that guy. Uh, Yeah, if anybody needs me, I'll be cryogenically frozen under It's a Small World. (laughs) So anyway... Thank you all. Uh, what a great challenge. Uh, why don't we listen to some stand-up comedy from our live show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. Uh, tickets are on sale now. As always, you can get your tickets down in the show notes. I am feeling quite paranoid right now. I need a little bit of a palate cleanser. So why don't we, why don't we just stop all this conspiracy theory talk? Let's just get to, let's go listen to some, it's just some stand-up comedy. Uh, from another great friend of ours, and this clip is actually from another Adam Banger High Plains Comedy Festival. Oh, this all credit to the team, but that ruled. It was a great weekend of parties and amazing shows and seeing great friends, including this comic, a friend of the Grolix Live show, done it a couple times and at the festival. Everybody, please enjoy this clip from Katrina Davis. And when we come back, oh my God, the best third act in the biz. Third actors, you're up. We're get, we got more show. Plus, we're going to tease next episode's challenge. So stay with us. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to have a new job. I'm excited to work remote now. Uh, Yeah, because I was really bad at working in an office. I was the person that always got shit for having their door closed all day. Like, people would come up to me at the end of the day when I was leaving and go, I didn't even know you were here. Good. No harm, no foul. I don't know why you have this sense of betrayal in your voice. Because what they're really saying is, I could have bothered you today. (laughs) We are in a silent contract together to help each other distract each other in this eight hour hell that we have to work in to survive. And you skirted that by staying in your office all day and it's bullshit. Like that's all they're saying. You don't need me, that's so dumb. Like I tried to be social at my last uh, job. I heard like a bunch of girls yelling and giggling outside my office. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go make friends. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And this girl went, oh my gosh, I saw a cockroach in the bathroom and I killed it, but they laughed at me because I ran out screaming. And I went, oh, well you should go pick it up because they're cannibalistic and the other ones will come out and eat the body. <laughs> And then she cried. And it's like, that's why my door's closed. I do this for you. Like, 
We are back. Third actors. Welcome to the third act. Or is it even the third act? Oh, that tied in with what the whole show was about. But you don't know because you just jumped to this point. Regardless, nice to see you. Glad that you're here. Guys, anybody you want to thank for this episode? The Illuminati for not killing us. Mm. Uh, Walt Disney. Yeah, I'd like to give him a big shout out for getting into cryo early. I would like to thank former Denver Mayor Federico Pena for Denver International Airport, but also for giving out king-size candy bars when I was a kid at Halloween. Real heads no. Real heads no. Anybody got plugs? Plugs, 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 plugs. I do. Uh, everybody listening, the in in Colorado, the Spells' tenth anniversary. We've been a band for ten straight years consecutive. Uh, that's going to be an amazing party. It is at the Squire Lounge in Denver on Friday, October sixth. Pre-sales are sold out, but there will be tickets at the door. We are selling this until it's stuffed to the gills. So please, please come on out, dance party. It's going to be an insane party. Guests playing with us is going to be awesome. So can I do five minutes? Nope. Got it. I'm opening for our good friend, (laughs) Corey, Rory Scovel on October 6th at the Boulder Theater. It's selling so well. They've added tickets. But now Rory's worried about those added tickets. So he's like, Adam, beat the drum. So I'll be opening for Rory at the Boulder Theater. That's going to be a fucking great show. Friday, October 6th. Hope to see you there. Adam, can I do five minutes? Rory says no. He just texted me. He somehow heard this. (laughs) Proactively. (laughs) Okay. And our live show, The Grolix, is back on October 28th, the last Saturday of the month. And we're bringing in Grolix favorite Chris Fairbanks. Might have the record for most Grolix's headlined. I could be wrong, but I feel like he's up there. Earned. He's up there. Earned. That guy is the funniest. One of our favorites. If you've never seen Chris Fairbanks, you've got to come to the show. The tickets will be at the ticket link in the show notes. So check that out the last Saturday of every month. And as you all know, everybody, you can find us everywhere at Grolix Comedy. You know the deal. Hit us up. Give us a follow. That's what Give we us need. a review as well, but what we really care about is your cash money. We want it. You've got it. Give it to us. <laughs> Patreon.com backslash Grolic saves. Well, what do I get for my cash money that I give to you? What don't you get? First of all, you get boy crazy. The pod within a pod. We just recorded a live one at the High Plains Comedy Festival. You get ad-free episodes. You get access to Act 4, where a lot of people say are saying the magic actually happens is in the fourth act. Yeah. And that's for only $4. Yeah. And uh, listen, there's just so many more perks, birthday shout-outs, all that we don't have time. But Patreon is kicking ass, and we appreciate everyone for being on there. And if you're not on there, think about it. It's pretty cheap. You get a lot of cool shit. Big thanks to Lizard Man hiding in plain sight, Ron Doyle, for all of your <laughs> producerial work. Thanks he to doesn't my... even try to hide it anymore. <laughs> Sometimes he blinks and his eyes are just the like big old lizard, yellow lizard well, eyes. It's disconcerting. Tongue's always darting hide out, it a little. testing the air. That tongue's always <laughs> darting out. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't. It's like, like it. a jar of flies. He's just snacking it's on gross. off screen. It's gross and weird. Thanks to Mike Henderson for your help recording our live show and our theme music is by the Redemption. Acted Charlie Continental. We're getting a worries. Our- I get it. You're like a redacted song. I get it. I get it. I'm redacting his song. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing next episode? I thought that was good. Are you gonna shit on that? That was a pretty good riff. That was a good riff. Guys, I liked it. I got I like the it. next episode's challenge here for you. 
And I'm going to give you a little hint. Yeah, okay. What is it, girl? Let it go. Let it go. Don't Let Disney, go. old man Disney will come down from his fucking... Yeah, you are tempting the fates. Well, we're going to watch Frozen all together? Disney Frozen sing-along Fro- party? Fro- oh my God, I've been waiting for this. The Frozen thing got me thinking we need to go back to something heartfelt something that truly fixes us because these last two have been highly sus shut as to whether up. or not they make us uh, shut you shut your mouth i'll fucking kill you shut the fuck i will fucking up. kill you Dude, with my since you're talking to about you, you fucking candle about, you fucking yankee candle God, wrap it up it. over there fuck Listen, you since, wait no just i'm since he's talking about going back to things and letting it go i would just like to say play us out charlie no no oh no scooped. Dude, scooped. no that's been a Scoot! while. Been a while since you got snuck. I hate this place. 